when you get an opportunity like net operating losses and the ability to carry those back for five years where that didn't exist previously, that's an opportunity that you want to make sure you take advantage of. From Ray & Associates Studio, this is Unsuitable, a management and financial services podcast for entrepreneurs, tenured business leaders, and others who are ready to look beyond the suit and tie culture for meaningful, measurable results. I'm Doug Hauser. On this weekly podcast, thought leaders and business professionals break down complicated and mundane topics and give you the tips and insight you actually need to grow as a leader while helping your organization grow and thrive. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. And if you want access to even more information, show notes, and exclusive content, visit our website at www.raycpa.com podcast and sign up for updates. No time to sit back and relax because decisions on tax planning are still in play. With the 2020 elections approaching and the uncertainty of COVID-19 continuing for who knows how long, we can expect to see new legislation and tax-related provisions in the works. Today, Chris Axine, Principal at Ray & Associates, is going to share some of the decisions we can expect to see from the Supreme Court, as well as some questions you should consider asking your CPA during an election year. Welcome back to Unsuitable, Chris. Thanks, Doug. Glad to be here. Glad to have you on as always. I think you uh, you might be approaching the the record for most uh, guest appearances on Unsuitable. So, really? Would you yeah. like a prize for that? Well, uh, maybe uh, maybe a, a drink from the host. How about that? Perfect. So, I'll take right. that. Yes, we'll, we'll have to do that. Hopefully we can do this again in, in person uh, here sometime soon. But um, I agree. I, I miss the, the in-person podcast experience. Yes, absolutely. But yes, let's let's start with the uh, the Affordable Care Act. Obviously, that's been challenged uh, through the court systems. Uh, currently, uh, awaiting a decision uh, from the Supreme Court. Correct on on that. Yeah. So a, a bit of breaking news, I suppose, uh, related to, to prior years that I wanted to to bring up to our listeners here. So uh, the Supreme Court has agreed to hear a lower court case challenging the constitutionality of the. Affordable Care Act and everything that goes with it. They they announced that a month or so ago, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll be hearing that case in their October term. So starting okay. in October, the the outcome of that, uh, you know, will will be sometime after that in terms of an up or down on whether the Affordable Care Act will stand, you know, as enacted mm-hmm. or or be struck down. Yeah. Um. So so what that does is uh, there's potentially an opportunity for many of our clients and and listeners here on the podcast, because as you may know, the Affordable Care Act was passed for basically universal type healthcare and and the pay for to to cover that was in the the enactment of a couple surtaxes, uh, one on so-called net investment income, Mm -hmm. uh, 3.8% surtax. So that's on interest, dividends, cap gain. Uh, for certain taxpayers that that are over the uh, threshold in terms of when it applies, right? And then the second piece was the Medicare uh, surtax, 0.9 percent on on wage and, and self employment income that's above the threshold. And and so Affordable Care Act was what first enacted, I think, in 2010, and then fully phased right. in, you know, maybe 13, 14 timeframe. Uh, clients and, and taxpayers in general that have paid. These surtaxes, 
in the past may be uh, eligible for a refund opportunity if the Supreme Court rules that the Affordable Care Act is unconstitutional. Interesting. So what happens is, is of course, tax returns have a three-year statute of limitation in terms of years that are open. Yeah. And right now, uh, there, there certainly is a segment um, of taxpayers that extended their 2016 returns that, um, and they may have filed them in, let's say, September or October of 2017. Mm-hmm. And so that three-year statute is coming up um, and will expire. And so the opportunity here in the short run, next 60 days, let's say, is to file protective refund claims uh, if you've paid a significant amount of, of either of those two uh, surtaxes for that 2016 year to maintain your your rights to a refund if if the Affordable Care Act is struck down. Wow. Yeah. And that's obviously that would be quite, quite messy going back that, you know, that far, uh, certainly. Yeah. So c- can you speak, Chris, in general terms about the, the threshold uh, for taxpayers that that paid each of those surtaxes? Sure. The three point eight percent on that investment income, roughly, where where was the the threshold on that? Yep, yep. And uh, so the the line in the sand, so to speak, would be for married filing joint that had their their adjusted gross income was uh, over two hundred fifty thousand, mm-hmm. and then for single taxpayers, it was two hundred thousand dollars. Above that, then then you can start to pay either of those um, two uh, two surtaxes, and it's the same threshold. Yeah. That, yeah, that's that's certainly interesting. Of course, there's many other things that go along with that. You know, the pre-existing condition protections and and things like that, which would uh, go away. So, yeah. uh, certainly more to come on that. But you you said there's no decision certainly expected prior to to the election. Is that correct? Uh, if I were a betting man, I, I would bet that we would not get anything prior to november 3rd and and quite frankly it may come out you know after the the end of this year maybe early january time frame yeah and of course the the legislative environment could change uh, entirely in that time frame right yep yep so so who knows but yeah that's a, a great uh, obviously planning ad- advice for folks so message there is get with your your tax professional uh here soon to protect that uh, that 2017 tax year correct uh, 2016. 2016. Yep. That, 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 would, that might have been filed. Yep. Yeah. And then we've got a little more time for 2017 and, of course, 2018. You know, those, those, that three years, we are a couple. Uh, what I would expect there is maybe the 2017 for those that would have timely filed, that would have been by April 15th of uh, 2018. Okay. Um, and so if we get a decision there in, in January, February, then 17 will know you know, what our op- options are at that point. Yeah. Now, what what about some of the other, uh, the, the CARES Act, COVID-related stuff that we've seen uh, this year? Can you talk a little bit about the the impact there and what folks should be thinking about uh, at this point in time? You know, I, I wanted to remind our listeners about some opportunities that Congress passed already with the CARES Act that are applicable to 2018 returns, uh, 2019 returns, and and potentially 2020 returns. The, the biggest of which really is in two areas, but it, but it gets all to, to the net operating loss deductions. Mm-hmm. So the, I guess the first thing to bring up is our listeners may, may have been aware that when the, the, tax, the so-called Tax Reform Act was passed and effective for 2018, there was a glitch. Uh, the so, they called it a so, so-called retail glitch uh, mm-hmm. with leasehold improvements. 
it's a real property and and the ability to take bonus depreciation at 100% uh, in the year of, of purchase. Um, that finally got fixed with the CARES Act, retroactive to 2018. And so uh, it, that makes a big difference because the the in the absence of fixing that, we had to depreciate those improvements straight line over 39 years, right. um, which is a significant difference in terms of a deduction. Right. Um, so that got fixed. So if we had, and we did have clients that, you know, we took the, the position at the time, particularly with regard to 2018 returns was, you know, it hasn't been fixed and this is what the statute says. And so we have to go with 39 years straight line and, and now we can fix that. Uh, and, 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 to, and clients have a, a variety of options to fixing it, whether they want to actually amend a 2018 return or if they can fix it on their 2019 uh, business returns or individual returns if they haven't been filed yet. Right. Um, and so what that can do in, in and of itself or, you know, is uh, it can create a net operating loss. And so that's really one of the other big things with um, the tax side of the CARES Act was the ability to, for tax years 18, 19, and 20, if the business generated a loss, you could carry that loss back up to five years. Right. Under tax reform, the uh, Congress had eliminated that carryback. It used to be two. They got rid of it. Um, and there were some significant limitations on the use of that going forward. And then the CARES Act came and, and fixed that. So there's opportunity, you know, right now, Let's stick with individual taxpayers. The top individual tax rate is 37%. Mm-hmm. If you have a, a business loss that you can carry back to five years, you'd be going pre-tax law change when the maximum tax rate was 39.6%. So there definitely right. is an opportunity there to get some higher dollars back if you find yourself in an NOL situation. Yeah. So it's nice to try to take advantage of those while while you can, certainly, because those those winds may blow the other direction before too long, right? That's right. And and just, you know, on the corporate side, it, I think the difference is even bigger. Corporate tax rates right now are 21% mm-hmm. starting in 2018. Prior to that, most C-Corps paid a 34% tax rate, but the, the really big ones could, could be at 35. So, yeah. you know, again, some significant dollars. And, and when we're in... You know, still feeling the impact of of COVID on our on the economy and business owners. You know, cash flow is important, and this is a way to 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 reclaim tax dollars that you paid in the prior year. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think of I think of it another way too. And I've gotten this question, had this discussion a lot with a, a fair amount of construction clients who've continued to perform well during this this time frame. So. You know, they're they're used to you know always be this consistent thought. Well, I want to try to defer my my tax burden as much as I can, you know that type of thing. But given where rates are now, as you said, so low on the corporate side, and with um, all kinds of government entities, be it federal, state, local, uh, seeing these massive revenue shortfalls that they're going to have to try to recover in some way. The the likelihood of future tax rates being better than they are today is probably pretty low. Would, would you concur? At the rate we're printing money, it, the, the outlook is not good for low rates. So given that, if, if we expect perhaps future rates, whether they're capital gains, ordinary income, whatever, that more likely than not may be higher, uh, what, what does that do from a, a tax planning perspective? Does that change the, the thinking right now? What, what, what do you advise uh, at this point? 
Sure. Yeah. The so tax planning in an election year is always a uh, a shot in the dark in many respects, particularly when we're you know sitting here in August and and um, we're still waiting you know to have uh, you know our election on November third. Typically, you don't get uh, changes to the tax law in an, you know prior to um, November third uh, because nobody you know the the, the incumbent generally isn't going to um, try to enact anything. They're going with, with, you know, what got them here, so to speak. Uh, the other side, you know, may or may not want to go out on a limb to create something that can be held against them, you know, right. in, in advertising uh, by their by their opponents. So it's, it's rare to see uh, any meaningful tax legislation prior to, you know, prior to November 3rd in an election year. This year, because of COVID, and, and, and really, from my perspective, entirely because of COVID, I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if we got something just because, you know, the different areas of the country continue to be impacted differently mm. by the pandemic. You've got, um, you know, particularly in the retail or, or restaurant sector that, you know, again, is, is, is being um, impacted because of early closings and, yeah. you know, their inability to, to get large groups to you know, to buy from them, you know, that you could see something happen uh, and they would have to happen in September or October, you know, to try to pass something tax related that is also COVID related. Yeah. Absent that, what I would, uh, what I, you know, counsel to, to my clients and, and for the good of our listeners is, you know, tax planning in an election year is, is be flexible, maintain the flexibility as much as you can so that, after November 3rd, when now, you know, we kind of have an idea, we will have an idea of what Congress looks like mm -hmm. and what the White House looks like. And if, you know, and, and what impact that may have on taxes going forward. Yeah. At this point, if since we know President Trump is running against Joe Biden, if Biden wins and, and if Congress, the Senate, you know, changes hands and and. Uh, let's say the liberals control both parties in Congress and the White House, you know, I think you alluded to earlier, taxes are going up. And so when taxes go up and we know that that's what we have in our future, then we try to do things to push off deductions and accelerate income right. to the extent that we can into probably at that point, a month and a half in 2020. Yeah. It, it, it'll be a crazy time. I mean, I even think of, uh, you know, in, in, in my world related to construction, I was on a, a conference call a uh, short while back with uh, Jack Marchbanks, who's the director of ODOT. Of course, all of the road projects in Ohio are separate from the general fund. They're entirely funded by the, the diesel tax, the gas tax. Uh, and as well as contributions from from the federal government, but question came up: Well, how how are we doing on diesel tax collections? What does that mean for future road projects? All that. Now the, they were flat at that point. You know, this was maybe forty five days ago, uh, year over year, they were flat. But the only reason they were flat was because we had a significant increase in that tax that was finally passed first time in twenty some years uh, last year. Absent that, they would have been down significantly. So. Of course, they're very well below projections, and then that impacts the ability to fund those infrastructure projects. So, question then becomes: Well, if, you know, we're still in this crisis, things like that. Habits don't change immediately. How do we 
how do we alter the the different taxes that we have based on the current environment and and usage that we see? So I think there's a lot lot of those kind of discussions, a lot more going into it at all levels because behaviors have changed, right? And and how does that impact potential uh, the tax code going forward? Absolutely. Uh, it, you know, I was reading something uh, over the weekend about the bed tax, the occupancy mm-hmm. taxes and hotels here in, yeah. in Columbus. And, you know, my numbers take them with a grain of salt, but the, the context of the article, as I recall, it was in general in, you know, year to date that there might've been something like 30 million of, of taxes collected in, in occupancy related, you know, bed tax yeah. at hotels. And, and year to date, it was like two. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and and some states, right, don't have an income tax. They rely more on higher sales taxes due to tourism and taxes, things. Yep, et cetera. Yeah. 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 So states like Florida could be impacted completely differently, right? Absolutely. And 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 the conundrum in 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 tax law and and you know so we have a progressive tax system and we want to tax those that make more. When you have times like these though, in some industries, you know, an income tax when when you don't have income doesn't raise any revenue, right? you know, and then you get into the, you know, the kind of the, the quicksand of, well, state and local governments need revenue and do we raise sales tax on things? Yeah. You know, and, and that disproportionately may impact, you know, a group of people that isn't what, where you want yeah. because it's a transaction type tax. And, and so it's, it certainly is not easy. And and there and that's the difficulty at the state and local level too, right? Because most of them have balanced budget requirements, right? So they're they're forced to deal with that in some fashion, whereas the the federal government can sort of punt it a little bit. Unfortunately, that's true. Yep. Yeah, and and various industries obviously impacted very differently too. I mean, think of oil and gas and and what that's what's happened there and how that trickles through those economies where that's uh, a focus. Right. Um, and and yep. where do we go? So a lot of questions. What if, if you're the typical owner managed business, okay. And, and your business is, is, you know, doing okay. You've had obviously uh, the, just all the unknowns we face uh, this year and going forward. What are some questions they should be thinking about and asking as we get into tax planning season here in the fall? Well, so what I would suggest is is make a date with your CPA if you if you have it. You know, s- some clients they they you know dread interacting with their CPA. Uh, you know, they liken it maybe to going to the dentist. And and you know, from from the other side of the table is is we can only be as effective as a planner as the business owner is willing to share you know, where they are in their business and, and what's going on and what's impacting them. And, and if there isn't that good two-way dialogue, then, then there's, you know, there's, we're not going to be very effective to help them out. So, you know, make a date with your CPA, either, you know, over Zoom or, or you know, socially distant, whatever, uh, and, and have those conversations about, okay, what, what's 2020 look like? Let's assume that the 2019 we filed, it's in the books. You know, where 2020... Okay, that that we this is the year that COVID you know has has hit. We we likely have an impact on our business. What are the options you know that are out there based on what the business owner is seeing and and the prospects for the rest of their year? Um, 
you know, and then the, hopefully your CPA is talking to you about, again, some of the things we've covered at really high level in terms of cash flow items, because ultimately the business owner, you know, they, they need cash. Yep. Many things in the tax code are in order to get a benefit, you got to expend money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and so it's when you get an opportunity like net operating losses and the ability to carry those back for five years where that didn't exist previously, that an opportunity that you want to make sure you take advantage of. Yeah. And, and as you say, cash is always king. So that's, that's imperative, but uh, that's sage advice, you know, get in front of your, your CPA, have those conversations. So, you know, we can be as informed as possible and help you make some of those decisions. And like you said, keep that flexibility sort of hedge maybe a little bit because we don't know so many things. Yeah. 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 Well, Chris, uh, uh, I got to say too, I love I love the treetop shirt today. Very very well done. Um, and we got to get back out on the golf course since last time we played. I think you took four bucks off of me, so well, I, I, I want did. that back. I I, I, <laughs> I need to give you an opportunity to win it back. And I played on Tuesday, and you would have won your money back if, if you've been playing. <laughs> well, you never know. Hopefully, we can uh, let's let's try to do that soon. That would be fun. So before we get get uh, get into the fall too far. Well, thanks again, Chris. Really appreciate you being on. And uh, certainly if you want more business tips and insight or to hear previous episodes of Unsuitable, visit our podcast page at www.racecpa.com slash podcast. And while you're there, sign up for exclusive content and show notes. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to subscribe to Unsuitable on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to us right now, including YouTube. I'm Doug Hauser. Join us next week for another unsuitable interview from an industry professional. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance. 